Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a new edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one half of your host, as always, your humble and gracious Maurice Williams, aka Mind of Reese, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The YouTube's not popping right now, but still subscribe to it anyway because I will be back very soon. Got some things in the works. Joined as always by my not so humble, not so gracious. <laughs> My brother, my brother Bibbs, aka Bibbs Corner on Twitter, uh, the Bibbs Corner podcast. Uh, subscribe, leave a star rating, preferably five, but four if you're not feeling this gracious. Um, I was about to plug the other one, but I forgot it's all Bibbs Corner now. But yeah, how you feeling? Well, I'm not humble, apparently. Um, <laughs> not very humble, no. All right, I guess uh, I'll take that. I'm feeling good. You know, my team didn't make the playoffs, so I didn't have to feel any heartbreak this week. My uh, team didn't make it the either. NFL. You know. Uh, but knowing that most of our listeners are Cowboys fans, I'm sorry y'all had to go through that, sort of. Um, I usually would be dancing on y'all graves, but for whatever reason, I feel a little soft this year. So, yeah, that, that was a rough way to lose a game. I'm sorry. I do not echo Bibbs' sentiments. Uh, it, it Nothing made me happier. Than seeing y'all go out of the playoffs in the most dumb way possible. Like, you run a QB draw with six seconds left, with no timeouts, up the middle of the field. It was 14 left when the play started. Okay, my bad. 14 seconds left, when, and it's still a dumb up, play. When he picked up the ball to spot it, it was like six or seven seconds. It was still a dumb play. Um,. For those of you that have not clicked out of the episode already after this uh, segment of the podcast, uh, you, you might have been coming here to escape the Cowboys. Uh, I do apologize. I don't. Uh, that you had to go through this. I don't. On, the, on this podcast again. But, um, man, we yeah, let's, let's, let's get into basketball if, if, we, if we shall. Let me see something. I'm sorry. I'm distracted right now because I'm watching my boy Rudy Gobert. Rudy Goat Bear, my bad, and uh, the Nuggets. So, uh, so yeah, the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do this to y'all. I promise, I'm not gonna do this to y'all. Uh, we here to talk about a different Dallas team. We not here to talk about the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a disappointment. So are the Mavs, but not this week. Uh, this week we went three and one. No, yeah, three and one. Wait, hold up. Did we count the? When did we last record? Did we record uh, after, after the okay. Bulls game? After the Bulls game, yeah. Yeah, so we went two and one. Two and one. I apologize. Two and one. Still a good record. Came out uh two wins over one loss. Uh that one loss was that one loss should count as two. I completely forgot about it, to be honest. The loss? Yeah. Wow, that's a good thing. That's actually a good thing. I mean, we lost by twenty three points and you forgot. Yeah. We scored eighty five points in an NBA game and you forgot. It was ugly. Um, Hideous. Sweeney Sweeney showed his deficiencies that night. Absolutely. Shout out Jason Kidd. You don't know what you got till it's gone. No comment. 
You're not going to show no love to Coach Kidd? I, I, I've been on the timeline. I missed Coach Kidd. I missed his okay. rotations. You're uh, right. You're right. You're right. Glad to have – speaking of Kidd being back, so Kidd and KP both came back this week. So it was a good week. Um, there was a lot of activity around the Mavs. If you, you want to go through it or – a lot of activity around the Mavs. Well, I mean, if you want to start off uh, before we get into these game recaps, I believe it was yesterday we got the news that the Mavs are waving Willie Cauley, well, have waived Willie Cauley Stein to sign Marquise Chris to a two year deal. Uh, I think we all expected this to be the route they go in order to get Marquise Chris, especially since Willie hasn't played in such a long time. Uh, it wasn't a physical injury, if I'm uh, correct. Personal issues. Um, apparently, Nico actually did call him. Almost divulged some information. I'm not supposed to divulge. But apparently, uh, Nico did call him and talk to him. And um, apparently, there's something going on with his family. And okay. that's, that's why he's been out. Uh, it was a difficult conversation, apparently, but one that had to be had in that scenario. Um, he'll still get his money. So there's no, like, it's not, they, they're not taking money out of his family's pockets and nothing like that. That's good. He just, he's just not a maverick. Um, and it had to be done. I'm, I'm guessing whatever potential trades they were looking at to try to open up a spot, nobody was willing to take on the Willie Collistein contract and waive it themselves. Understood. Uh, especially not, I mean, knowing that he's probably not going to be available to them even if they considered trying to use him as a player, as a player, as a Harper. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mar- Marquise Chris had to stay. And I'm going to take it a step further because technically we could have kept Marquise Chris until the 20th, like if we wanted to buy more time. We could have kept him until the 20th, but he would have been inactive. And I'm guessing they didn't want to do that to him either. Um, I mean... Have him in limbo. I mean... I wouldn't want them to do that. Also, him being inactive doesn't help us. It helps us more with us being able to actually play him. Plus, delaying it, I mean, delaying the inevitable, it that really does nothing because it's kind of obvious no one was going to take Willie in a trade. Uh, the best bet was to just waive him. Um, I'm mad, I'm, I hate to say I'm mad it took this long. Not like that, but like... <laughs> Not to be disrespectful to Willie, but like you knew no one was going to trade for this guy. Let's just get it over with. And uh, they got it over with this weekend. Technically, this is the first move. Well, not the first, the first in season move of the Nico era, correct? Yeah, something like that. We're going to count it. Yeah, yeah. Just if you're not including all the hardship stuff, I mean, they they waived Eugene Omarui as well. They waived Ja'Cory McLaughlin last uh, Monday of this week and they, they signed Penson to the two way as well. So the first main roster, like those are all two way guys. Yeah. And I I like that Marquise Chris got locked down for two years. I'm not sure what the, um, I don't think they put out the details. Yeah. I didn't see it. Uh, I don't think that, I don't know what the details of the contract looks like. I'm pretty sure that'll come out soon, but after the way he played, uh, it's nice to see that he got a two year deal. Um, how many other guys, who you know uh, blossomed during the um? I oh, thank you for bringing that up. I actually still do intend to like dig into 
you know what this this hardship period did like how many players were able to get full deals i believe there's been a handful of players that have gotten real deals out of this i want to say alfonso mckinney in chicago is one of them uh lance stevenson's gonna be lance one Stevenson. of them yeah um there's there's been a handful of players who have like either ink deals or players that were buried on a bench somewhere who had to step up and prove that they can play so i plan to like dig into that a bit um and do like a special episode on that at some point okay looking forward to that but uh unless you have anything else left to say uh unless there's anything i'm missing that we should dig into uh, uh let me double check because i think that was really the biggest news of the week yeah i don't want to waste a bunch of time let's see so we could talk about the game last night with KP coming back. I mean, we are gonna get into that when we go through the the games. I thought that's. Oh, I thought that's. I thought we were skipping going through the games. I thought that's. I mean, we could skip going through the games <laughs> if you want. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with it too. Not a lot to say. We got our asses whooped by the Knicks. Uh, we and we, we whooped the Grizzlies' ass. We cool. beat the Grizzlies. <laughs> we shut John Morant and that whole conversation up. Hold on, we do have to talk about that. We do yeah, we definitely got to talk about that. <laughs> we definitely, we definitely got to talk about that. Cause look, man, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Y'all gonna put some respect on Luca name. I don't care how much weight my boy didn't put on. Stop playing with him. Pound he heavy. He heavy out. <laughs> pound for pound, he's still top ten. Literally and figuratively. What you mean? Like, come on, man. Let's stop playing these games. Yeah, John Morant and put on. John Morant is having an incredible season. He should be in the MVP discussion. He's not MVP. He's not gonna win it, but he should be in MVP discussions. But let's slow it down. Let's slow it down. If the, if if you're starting a team today, who you picking? John Morant or Luca? Okay, let's not go there because some of y'all just said John Morant. But. Speaking of the entire ESPN panel said John Morant. Like I, I have zero respect and have not had respect for ESPN panelists for like ten years now. Who was on the panel though? But that's that's just sad. Uh Michael Wilbon. Oh my goodness. Uh I want to say Stephen A. Oh my goodness. Um Jalen Rose. Oh my goodness. And I can't remember who the fourth person was, but everybody was like a clean slate. Everybody was oh John Morant, I'm taking John Morant today, blah 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 blah. I you know why? You know why they picked Ja? Because he's the hot new toy. Right nope, now. not even just that. Don't say it. I'm scared. It's reverse racism, man. <laughs> it's reverse racism, man. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna leave it at that. You know, you know what to do with that information. You know what I'm alluding to. It's reverse racism. But yeah, Ja Ja is the hot commodity right now. And they couldn't. You know what? Let me not get in my Twitter bag on here. I'm about to get ignorant, and I forgot we 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 got an image to uphold. Anyway. Um, Jai's hot right now and they needed someone to put over Luca's pigmentation. We doing this on MLK Day? That's what we doing? MLK Day until Monday, brother. Oh my brothers, that's when this is coming out. Hey, hey, hey. We not doing it on MLK I have a Day. They're listening to it on MLK that Day. One day. I have a dream that one day. My white brothers and black brothers can hoop together in harmony. But today ain't that day, brother, because Luca beat the brakes off a of jaw. You heard man, look. It was so sad. It was so satisfying to see us beat a top ten. First of all, we've been doing it. We, we, the Bulls, the Warriors, and now the Grizzlies. Yeah. And it's crazy when we did the space that night. 
I said we just beat the Bulls. I met the Bulls and Warriors, beat the brakes off of them, and got our ass beat by the Knicks. It, it happens like that, and we yeah. bounce. And it and it's nice to see that we bounce back. Didn't let that deter us. We bounced back. Got a nice, solid, more than solid victory over the Grizzlies. And hopefully this is the start of a new winning streak. No, definitely. Um, I will. I do want to point out, we, we, we mentioned KP came back in the last game. Uh, Jalen and Luca have been starting together, so it was our first time. Not our first time. I think it's the second time. No. No, it might be the first time that we've seen Luca, Jalen, and KP start. It was the first time. Because I believe the last time Jalen started with Luca before this switch was because KP was out. Like KP was out and they put Brunson in the starting lineup with Luca. Um, so this is the first time we've seen these three together. The only thing I saw as far as like something being different was Luca's decision making was not Luca's normal decision making. And when I tweeted that, people took that as me think saying that he was deferring more or like moving the ball more. No, my point was. Usually when I see a pass, Luca's making that pass. But he looked off KP a few times. And I was confused by it. Um, I don't know if it's just him having to get back used to KP being out there or what. But there were a few times where he him KP did the pick and pop. KP was open and Luca didn't get him the ball and instead took a bad shot. Um those are the type of things I'm watching right now. Uh, I don't want to, I'm not insinuating anything at all, but I noticed it a few times and I'm, I'm questioning it a little bit. Uh, I would say I felt more comfortable when Ja had, I mean, Ja, Jalen had the ball in his hands for most of the time uh, on a possession, honestly. And uh, I do think Luca needs to stop settling for those threes. There's almost zero, he took six yesterday, I think. It was both for six. Let me confirm. I'm pretty sure. He was 16 for 22. In the beginning of that game, he he was shooting awful. Like, he was shooting from three. He shot awful the whole night. <laughs> he shot one of six from three. One? He hit one? Oh, yeah, he did hit one because he, like, yeah. chuckled about it. I mean, first of all, he shot 36% the entire night. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so he, wait, 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 wait. 36. 36.8%, 7 of 19. Last night? Are you looking at the right box score? Yes. Are you looking at the Grizzlies game? Orlando Magic. I was talking about the Grizzlies game. Oh, you okay? Because you said K. Okay, you're right. My bad. Yeah, I'm tripping. Um, Luca with the threes, uh, trash. Well, I mean, well, he he shot a decent three decision making on the threes. On the Grizzlies, he shot over six. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. I I got mixed up. Um. 0 for 6 on threes, and almost none of them looked like good shots. Like, it, they were all forced. Yeah, I don't like when – I I like the step-back threes when he's hot, he's in a rhythm, and it's just a heat check. That's cool. Right. But, like, when – and I'm not saying it was like that in this game, but he does it a lot. When we're down and we're trying to get back into a game, he comes up the court and he does these goddamn step-backs, and I'm like, bro, that's only hurting the team. Like, get an actual rhythm going first before you do something like that. Yeah. So 
out of his threes in the last two games, that's the Grizzlies and the Magic game, maybe two or three of them I was okay with. One was like a catch-and-shoot opportunity in the corner. Um, and then, like you said, there were a couple heat check ones. But a lot of the time, his threes are forced, and I don't like it. And it's not necessary at this point. But we have Jalen, who is another player who can break down the defense. And we have usually at least one other shooter on the court as well. Um, I would like to see his three-point attempts go down until he starts making them. Because they're, they're all, it's almost a Tim Hardaway Jr. shot at this point. That's facts. That's not. It's not in the rhythm of the offense. It's it's ending a possession. Like, nobody's going to be in a position to rebound that break. So I would like to see him cut down. I think – I can't remember which game it was. I want to say it was the Grizzlies game. He was 12 for 16 in the paint. 12 of 16 in the paint. Let's see. Uh, got to do some Just math Just attack the threes from whatever it's Yeah, I know. Were. That's why I said I got to do some math here. <laughs> <laughs> I think he you was, said 12 of 16, right? Yeah, because he was 18 yep, to 22, was. right? Yep. Yeah. So in the mid-range, in the paint, that's when his shot. Like, he was doing step backs in the, in the, for the mid-range and cashing them. So I think he needs to work, just work from that range and then work on extending it later. I don't want to see him chucking up six threes a night. That's not, we have shooters for that. We don't need you doing that. Absolutely. I mean, I I like to see him shoot, but I mean, to be honest, in this era, six threes isn't really a lot. That's like probably an average, but it's the quality of threes that he's taking. Right. Is the problem. Yeah, like if he's getting wide open, like if Jalen Brunson's breaking it down and they're cheating off Luka, he's getting a look, that's fine. But like right. the dribble, dribble, pull up, no, nah, it's like do something, anything else. Facts. Yeah, I'm not, no, I, I agree. I'm not, it's frustrating to watch. Yeah, And it's just as frustrating as when KP was rushing threes as well. Um, KP has settled down, it seemed like. He came, he, he picked up where he left off, is from right. what I saw. I don't hey, know how you man. felt about it. You saw you saw you saw my tweet, KP back. KP back. I'm not gonna say the rest, but you know. You replied to it, so you saw it. I did. I did. Shout uh, out Rick Ross. So here's where we're at. Um, oh. <laughs> how how are you feeling? I mean, we're in the second half of the season. How how are you feeling about things going forward? Um, if that game yesterday now look, <laughs> I have to take that game yesterday with a grain of salt. Because it's the Orlando Magic, okay? And the Orlando Magic have been bad at defending other centers like the entire year, all right? So I take that game with a grain of salt. That's just, that's a small sample size, but I still like what I saw, okay? okay. Now, I can, I can respect that. Moving forward, I need to see more. I need to see it more consistently, but... I like this lineup as well. I want this to be the lineup mm-hmm. going forward. Luca, Brunson, Porzingis, Dorian, and Maxi. I love Maxi and KP together. Maxi is capable of defending on the perimeter with KP playing center, which allows KP to do his whole help defense thing. Okay. Also, Maxi can shoot much better than Dwight Powell can. I'm not trashing on Dwight Powell. I'm just saying he shoots better than Dwight Powell. <laughs> Shout out to White Powell. He had a decent game yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, I, hopefully this is the lineup moving forward. Um, I trust that it will be with Coach Kidd because, obviously, he's not Rick Carlisle who switches the lineup every single game, I guess, based off of the matchup. 
but um, I'm pretty sure with the relationship I believe KP and Coach Kidd have together that KP is okay with playing center because, I, I mean, based off of in the offseason, his desire to play more power forward, I don't think he would just put him at center without, you know, talking to him first. But something I, I've talked about this on Twitter. I can't remember who said it. I think it was SJ or it might have been someone else. And they said, um, you know, something about when KP comes back, play him and Maxi together or something like that. Okay. And I said, when you have those two together, it doesn't really matter who plays center and who plays power forward. Like, it's really just two bigs. I don't I don't label yeah. them. Just because they're together, I don't label KP as playing center. And that's, that's, that's another thing I think people get caught up in too much is the labels. Like, at the end of the day, it's who you're trying to defend that matters. Um, Maxie and KP, in my opinion, are best as off-balls uh, rim protectors. Like, they're not a guy well, I expect to lock down Jokic. Absolutely. But if you have both of them, then at least one of them is now getting to be off-ball in right. that scenario. So you're still accomplishing the same thing. Uh, Maxi is a little bit more girthy. Pause uh, to <laughs> to slow down a big and allow KP to come over. Yes, and then KP has more length to slow down a guy that's that's trying to go over the top versus go through. So, I, I it can work. It can it can work. Uh, I would have loved. I'm not gonna say would have loved. Marquise Chris has shown some shooting versatility. Uh, I believe in a jump shot based on what I see and his his comfort getting into it. Maybe we see him get mixed in there a little bit more. Uh, not necessarily starting, but I, I like the the versatility we have with our bigs right now. Um, I agree. I like Marquise. I think Marquise's Marquise Chris's um, three point shot and even mid range shot. If you know, I mean, the mid range shot obviously isn't going to be something he utilizes a lot, even though I wish they would. But uh, I think it is 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 valid, as Twitter would say. Uh, I don't think it was just a one-time thing or here and there thing i think it's something that he can consistently hit and if he can it's going to help us a lot especially with his uh productivity off the bench uh i would actually prefer him off the bench more than dwight because i don't know how i feel about them playing together i do feel like he needs to be off the bench first before dwight i don't know how long it's going to take for us to get there but i feel like i trust jason kidd at this point to do the right thing when it comes to the rotations I'm, i'm i'm at that point same so uh, I, with Rick Carlisle, it was always, oh, will he do X, Y, Z? Will he do it? Oh, he needs to do it. And eventually he would most of the time, but he would take his sweet ass time getting there. I, Jason Kidd, I feel like he's, he knows what he wants to do and he's going to execute it. He's going to get the players he wants on the court. Uh, Josh Green, by the way, um, had started to slip out of the rotation while Kidd was out. Kidd came back, roster at full strength, and Josh got his 25 minutes last night. I'm happy. Facts. And it doesn't keep it up. And it's not about him scoring. That's the thing that people get caught up in. Oh, he didn't have his 17, 18 point game like he did. That's not what he's there for. That's not what he's there for. He can have a good game with zero points. He can accomplish what we need him to do without taking a shot. So 20 minutes, as long as he doesn't creep under 15 again, I'm happy with Josh Green's minutes. Same. No reason for him not to get 15 minutes a night. Hopefully it continues moving forward. We're seeing, we're seeing the growth of Josh Green right before our eyes, and I'm loving it. 
Yeah. The most important thing for me is that I feel like he's comfortable when he gets the ball and stuff like that. Wait until he in the starting line. Ooh, did I say that out loud? We got to figure out the Tim Hardaway Jr. situation, uh, but we'll get into that in the second part of our segment. Oh, man. Look at, hey, look at my boy with the segue. I didn't mean to steal the segue, my bad. No, no, no. You got that. You got that. You got that. Uh, speaking of which, should we um, move into that or you have more to? No, I, I think we covered it, man. I, I personally, I feel good. I'm, I'm, I'm we're in a good place. I think. I agree. I agree. Uh, I like think I it was said. was it Brad Townsend <clears throat> tweeted a minute ago that uh, there are zero injuries listed on the injury report for tomorrow. That's good. We finally have a healthy team together. It feels like it's been forever, to be honest. Um, we finally have the entire that we have the entire team together. But uh, yeah, yeah. So. I'm excited about next week. Uh, can't wait <laughs> to hear the fucking uh, <laughs> the weekly forecast. But an interesting slate of games for sure. It's definitely going to be an interesting slate of games. I like the first two games more than the last one, but we'll get to that. Uh, it's, th- it's four games. It's four games? I had to look at the schedule close, but there's one on Sunday. Oh, there is one on Sunday. You're correct. Oh, yeah, that team so you like that we just too. beat. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> We'll see if Jai want to come get it back in blood. In the meantime, uh, we're going to move into this next segment where we discuss the trades that y'all sent us. But until then, a uh, word from these messages. I think I said it right. Dad. <laughs> The NFL playoffs are here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indianapolis, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum deposit of $5 and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. Uh, I'm actually very excited about this segment. Spoiler alert, I did go through some of these trades prior, like just to skim through them, to read the replies, and I'm disappointed in some of y'all. I just need you to know that right now. And uh, disclaimer, I speak on behalf of me and Bibbs. We will not be holding back on these trades, giving our opinions. (laughs) If y'all sent some bull jive in, we gonna call it bull jive. Shout out to Shannon Sharp. So, are you ready? Is there anything you want to say to the people before we get into this? Because it's, it's a lot. Let me ask you first. Uh, are we doing plus minus or is it solid A, B, C, D, F? It's solid A, B, C, like school grades. 
Okay. I mean, all right. All right. A, B. No, 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 no. You can do plus and minus. You can do plus and minus. Okay. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe we'll pick a winner. Let's, let's see what we do. It's a lot. I don't know if we can. It's a lot. <laughs> we'll see. Are you going to keep track of the grades? Okay, I'll keep track of the grades. Uh-huh. Any, keep track of any A's. How about that? Okay. <clears throat> any A's. Anything over a B minus. Okay. That's, I'm, I'm okay. okay. Anything over a B minus. I don't have pen and paper beside me, so. Uh, I'll have to use my phone. Okay. All right. I'll write the names down and I'll write the grade next to it. All right. So. Let's I had to show more replies. I don't know if you caught them. Yeah, I, I saw that at the bottom. All right. Let's make sure. All right. <clears throat> All right. So, first trade comes from at DTX underscore Pate. 77 that's pate as in p-e-y-t 77 maybe your name's peyton not sure uh he sent in a trade here we go first one of the night the dallas mavericks oh wait hold on i don't want to forget his caption he says only if dallas is confident brunson is gone after the season so his trade is the Dallas Mavericks receive Kimball Walker, Mitchell Robinson, a 2024 first round pick, a 2026 first round pick, top 10 protected. And the New York Knicks receive Dwight Powell, Jalen Brunson, and a 2025 second round pick. Okay, I, I need to also preface by saying this. I'm not going to grade these based solely off of what the Mavericks are getting. I'm going to grade this as a quality trade. And brother, I got to be honest. This trade is getting the F. <laughs> Damn, about F? This trade is getting the F, man. I'm going to go D uh, just to be nice. I, I got to give it an F, brother. Uh, I, I'm going to let you go first, Bibbs. Yeah, so the framework is cool. Um, Brunson, Mitchell Robinson, like the player, player work. But two first-round picks? Why would they give us two first-round picks for an unrestricted player? That's wild. That's wild. That's too much. You're getting greedy. First of all, there's only one appealing player in the Knicks tra- in the trade that we're giving to the Knicks, and that's Jalen Brunson. Right. Um, why they would give up Kimball Walker when he's playing very well for them? I mean, when they play him. <laughs> yeah, when they play him for a guy who they aren't sure is coming back. They're also giving up two first-round picks and a young, excuse me, young, quality, good center. And we're giving him Dwight Powell on an $11 million contract for two years. I, that doesn't make sense for the Knicks at all. That um, front office has been making smart trades, and this is not a deal I think the Knicks make. And the fact that this says plus one wins for the Knicks and minus one for the Mavs is crazy to me. It's based on that LeBron factor crap that is – ass um yeah i don't even want to acknowledge further than that but that's what it's based on i'm checking to see mitchell robinson is he going to be unrestricted as well i believe he's restricted let me see well no it says unrestricted oh wow okay he's in the same situation as uh jalen brunson jalen brunson so uh let me go back to the trade I'm trying. I'm trying to be fair. I'm trying to be as fair as possible. Still gets an F. So both of them are unrestricted. 
but we still get Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is a better basketball player than Dwight Powell. And two first round picks. This is two first round picks. It's killing it for me. Sorry. It's, yeah, that makes no That's sense. Too much. That's way too much. Uh, and I think I, I I mentioned this when somebody was sending me trades before I before we made came up with this concept. Um, the people, the Jalen Brunson is not going to be able to get Jalen Brunson value if we're trading him, because the team that we're trading him to has to assume the risk of knowing that he can leave for another team if he chooses to. So you're not going to be able to get value for Jalen Brunson as being the quality of a player he is. So I'm keeping that in mind when I look at all these trades. But yeah, I'm giving it as a D minus. Still gets an F from me. I don't hate everything about it, but I hate enough about it to not consider it too long. So moving on. Let's move on. Move on. Next trade comes from our boy Rolo. Okay. Does he only have one trade? Okay, he only got one trade. (laughs) So far, only see one trade. (laughs) We'll see. Um, His tweet says, uh, "Okay, no, let me let me actually read the actual trade first because that's basically what his tweet is uh, describing." Okay. Hit it. Oh, of course, Rolo hit us with a three-team trade. Okay. (laughs) We. The Mavericks receive Goran Dragic, Dwayne Detman. The Toronto Raptors receive Duncan Robinson and Moses Brown. The Miami Heat received Tim Hardaway Jr. in two second round picks. Okay. So Okay. His his tweet says Mavs do THJ a solid and send him home to Miami, a contender. I understand that. Toronto gets youngish players to join their squad and off and they get off of Drogic, I guess. Drogic finally gets to end his NBA career in Dallas with his countrymen in Dallas. Detman is a good insurance big. I will say, um, at this point, okay, I'm going to have to grade this a C minus. A C minus. I want to say C. I'm going to give it a C. Because I, I understood what you were going for. I like the THJ trade to Miami because, you know, we're not just shipping him off somewhere. We're not shipping him off to the projects. Right. We're sending him to a contender, a team he would like to go to most likely, and a team that wants him. They get in two second-round picks. I guess that's just, you Is know. Is that fun. one from, it looks like one from the Raptors, one from us. I think so. I'm not sure. That thing is in the way, but it says red. So it's coming from a red team, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and we know they're good with development. So, yes. So the Raptors getting Moses Brown, I think doesn't do much for them. Uh, them getting Duncan Robinson would, but I don't think Miami is ready to give up on him just yet. They just gave him the contract. I know he isn't playing that well this year, but giving up on him this soon would not be smart. Uh, Goran Dragic and, and first of all, giving up Duncan Robinson and getting back Tim Hardaway Jr., it's moving kind of backwards, in my opinion. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is not the shooter that Duncan Robinson is. Um, and also, I'm not even sure how Tim Hardaway Jr. will fit into that system, but that's a story for a different day. Um, and Goran Dragic and Dwayne Detman coming here. Here's the problem with that. Um, I think I said it on the podcast or the space a few weeks ago where I said it makes no sense for us to get Goran Dragic now the way Jalen Brunson has emerged. Right? It, it's really just no room to give him minutes. 
And then you throw in a guy like Dwayne Detman, who was getting some minutes in Miami, coming to a Dallas team where now he either has to sit on the bench because the guy we're trading was getting no minutes at all. He either has to sit on the bench or we have to squeeze him in and push guys like Dwight Powell and Marquise Chris out who are playing well. So I don't think this trade really helps us at all. I think the only people who really get helped in this trade is maybe Miami, uh, maybe Toronto. I'm not sure how Duncan Robinson fits in there. I think they're really good at the guard position, to be honest. But uh, I'll give it a C. I'm going to play Rolo's advocate. Wow. Um, <laughs> the uh, I'm looking at it as more than a basketball move. Okay. So I think I'm on record as saying that Tim Hardaway Jr. is pointless for our team right now, almost. Yeah. Damn, damn near pointless for what we're trying to do. Um, what this trade does is it gives us two expiring contracts versus his $20 million salary. So then we could spend more money on Dorian Finney-Smith and Brunson and not have to worry about the luxury tax in the offseason. Um, Goran Dragic, with Brunson in the starting lineup, he actually does have a little bit of a role he could play off the bench uh, as a guy that you bring in to play with Brunson or Dra- or Luca, um, like a six-man type. Also, the leadership aspect, I've talked about it a lot with Luca needing somebody to be able to cuss him out and have him actually listen. Dragic will do that. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, kind of pointless. We probably, I w- we probably won't waive him. Apparently, we're stingy with the money this year. Um, but I could see scenarios where he could be plugged in. Uh, it would suck for him, but again, he's expiring. He'll be free in the offseason. Um, I could see it definitely for the Mavericks. I could definitely see a path for, to two reasons why this works for the Mavericks. Money and Goran Dragic as a, a, a leadership type aspect. If 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 Tim Hardaway's 21 mil is dead and we're bringing on Goran Dragic and he's not giving us 15 off the bench, that's fine because we're getting something else from him. Uh, and we're getting cap relief. The Raptors, they're giving up a guy that they're not playing in a second-round pick. They're bringing back an elite shooter on a four-year deal and a project, which they love projects over there too. And I actually have seen some chatter in Raptor circles where they want Moses Brown. Oh, wow. Good for them. Now, the heat aspect of it is where it gets a little tricky for me because, as you said, they did just give Duncan the contract. He hasn't shot well this year. Um, I don't know if he's picked up recently, but I know up to a couple weeks ago, he had not shot well. Max Struess has gotten loose for them. And there's been talk of Max Struess taking over kind of that role in the starting lineup as a shooter. Um, maybe there is a little reason why they would get rid of Duncan, but do they want Tim Hardaway Jr.? That's that's where it gets kind of iffy there. Um with that said, I'm gonna go B minus. Okay. B minus. Okay. All things considered, it's All not things. sexy, but I can see some good aspects to it. You were looking at it from a non-basketball standpoint, like you said. I understand looking at it from that perspective. I just personally didn't, but I get it. Okay. So, uh, should I add that to the notes? Since you- so far, because uh, I'm scared of what the rest of these trades look like. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, 
So let's say Rolo B minus. Got it. All right, moving on. Next trade comes from at Hugo. Hold up. <laughs> okay, it's two M's. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it must be a middle initial. Yeah, middle initial. Hugo M. Maurice. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Maraz, Maurice. Uh, if I am saying it incorrectly, please correct me on the timeline. Uh, I'm not usually like Bibbs messing up people's names. Anyway, wow. he sent us two trades. And I Did see he? two te- I see two teams. Okay. I see the Hawks. <clears throat> and I see the Pacers. I don't see the deals though. Let's see. Let's click on the first one. And is it like two separate? Like we'll do both of these or yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Like we can do both. Yeah, I don't think they involve the same players. Let's see who are we getting back is the question. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. All right. All right. So <laughs> this first trade <laughs> from the Atlanta Hawks. Dallas Mavericks receive John Collins and DeAndre Hunter, and the Atlanta Hawks receive Christoph Porzingis. Brother, uh, if I was grading this based solely off of what the Mavericks are getting, you would get an A+. But looking at this from a perspective of both teams, I got to get us a D. Uh, Did you say D? Yeah, D. D, I'll give it a D. Uh, it, It just... First of all, I've been on record, maybe not on record on the podcast, on a timeline, saying I, I'd rather have KP than John Collins, and I stand by that. And I said that last year, and I say that now. I believe that I would much rather have KP than John Collins. Okay. I mean, what does John Collins do for us that puts us over the top? That's a linear move. Why not stick with the guy that's already been here who's learning to work with this team and bring in somebody completely new and start over. I don't understand. Uh, DeAndre Hunter would be amazing on this team, which is why the Hawks would never make that deal. Um, they would not give up both of those players for Christos Porzingis, and I'm not even sure they would give up John Collins alone for Christos Porzingis. So uh-huh. uh, I will have to go with a D, brother, but I like what you're thinking. So are we just grading the one trade, or are we grading the, the two trades? Being I'm bad? grading them separately. <clears throat> All right, so just to be uh, more negative than you for once, I'm gonna go D minus. I I don't see why the Hawks would do this trade. Me either. They can do better for John Collins. And when I say better, I don't mean KP as a player is bad. You're just assuming a lot of risk when you're taking on KP. And I I don't think they would take that risk with everything that they've had to deal with already. <clears throat> All right, let's go to the other one. Moving on. Moving on to the next one. Uh, The next one is a trade with the Indiana Pacers. Hello, darkness, my old friend. And his name is Rick Carlisle. Uh, (laughs) All right, the trade is the Dallas Mavericks receive Miles. The Dallas Mavericks receive Miles Turner and Karis LeVert. The Indiana Pacers receive Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr., Jalen Brunson, a second-round pick in 2022, and a first-round pick in 2025. I'm going to let you grade first. F. Pacers aren't doing it. Not here for lopsided trades. All right. Uh, I'm going to give this also a D, only for one reason. I don't know what the Pacers want to do. Because I heard they want to trade Miles Turner for Gordon Hayward, which 
doesn't make sense in a rebuild. Right now? Yes. Huh. But the Pacers have been on record. Well, not on record, but it's been talked about. They're okay with being okay. If they're not winning, but they putting butts in the seats, that's all they care about. And bringing in, excuse me, a guy like Gordon Haywood, who's a hometown boy. I didn't put, know where that was going. No, <laughs> no. Gordon Haywood, who's the hometown guy who they've wanted for a long time, is going to put butts in the seats, they think. So, you know, but this is a lopsided trade. It makes no sense to give us Curtis Levert and Miles Turner for them to get an unrestricted point guard who I guarantee is not staying in Indiana. Tim Hardaway Jr., who's a shot chucker, and Reggie Bullock, who's going to do nothing for them. And we're giving them a first-round pick they can't use till 2025. In three years. Yeah, no. Actually, I'm giving this a D. I'm giving this an F. <laughs> I'm giving this an F. I'm Thank sorry. Thank you for doing the part. I, I got to get this an F, brother. Okay. Next yeah. trade. Not here for lopsided trades. Can't do it. Not here for lopsided trades, man. Speaking of lopsided trades, oh, my uh, God. This next trade is awful. I'm going to tell you right now, this trade is getting an F. Uh, <laughs> from at, you know what? This seems like a joke account, so maybe this is a joke trade. Um, at Pip Bayless. Okay. That's the I'm, I'm, I usually say who we're getting first, but for this trade, I'm going to say who the Hornets are getting first. The Hornets received Trey Burke, Moses Brown, and a 2022 second round pick. The Dallas Mavericks received... P.J. Washington. This trade gets an F. And if I have to explain why. <laughs> we can move on, right? Oh, I, I, I thought you were about to say if I have to explain why. No. I, I was waiting for more. No. Um, yeah, I thought you were going to say Brittany, uh, Brittany Renner's baby daddy, but. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I forgot yes, about that. It's a strong F. It's a strong F. Strong F. Like, if I could give it an F minus, I would. This does nothing for the Hornets. Absolutely nothing for the Hornets. Oh, wow. We moving on, right? Yeah, let's keep it moving. Another F trade. Underscore. (laughs) Okay, this is actually... This is is a creative name. Underscore. Is that supposed to say Lucifer? Luis. Luisfer. It's like a play on... Lucifer. Yeah. Underscore Luisfer underscore. <clears throat> Indiana Pacers receive Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dwight Powell. The Mavericks receive Miles Turner and Karis LeVert. This is the great value version of the other Pacers <laughs> trade that we just got. F. Uh, let's keep it moving. F. You can't just take our throwaway players and get desirable players. It's not how it works. Okay. Hold on. You got uh, Amber Alerts going off over there? No, why? I keep hearing vibrations. I don't hear anything. It sounds like your phone is vibrating. Your phone not vibrating? My phone is on the bed. I don't know what that vibration is, but it sounds like... uh, Well, I'll tell you if I hear it again. Okay. Uh, The New York Knicks... Receive. Oh, you moved on quick. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. We getting through these because this is some bull. Hold up. This one's the first one that's not in order, so who's the first? Oh, I didn't even say the name. I'm sorry. Um. It, whoa. Okay. His name is Eric. The at is Ace. 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 
<laughs> it's like the beginning of aesthetic and then thesis. So it's thesis. A thesis. A st- Did you just bite Tyson's now, son? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Say his name, Bibbs. Say his name. Oh, God damn it. Asthesis zero zero. There we go. His trade is <laughs> the New York Knicks receive Tim Hardaway Jr. and Jalen Brunson. The Mavericks receive Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, and Emmanuel Quickly. Um, I'm going to say no. He also added that he probably prefers Mitch over Toppin, but Mitch is a free agent this year as well, and if the idea is to save money, he doesn't really fit well. This trade gets up. This trade gets an F. I'm sorry. Well, let me add this to it before you grade. I just graded. There was a <laughs> there was a rumor, credible or not, that the Knicks want Jalen Brunson badly. And from whatever from what I've gleaned, Jalen the Knicks are a team Jalen Brunson also might be interested in. So we can look at it and assume that Jalen Brunson would re-sign if he was to trade it to New York. Does that change anything for you or no? Absolutely Do you not like not. it from the Maverick side? I don't like it from the side of what the Knicks are giving up. As far as the Knicks wouldn't do it or the Mavs wouldn't do it? I don't think the Knicks would do it. Even if they badly want Jalen Brunson and need a point guard? Badly enough where they're giving up Emmanuel quickly, who is very talented and they already have there. But he can't up. lead a team. He can't lead a team, but you think Jalen Brunson can lead a team? Yes. When you say lead a team... He won you... two championships as a leader of a team. Come on, dog. I'm dead ass. That's I mean, he college. won... He... Excuse me, three. He won in high school, too. Come on, He's dog. won at every level. Come on, dog. He's And he's balling right now. Come on, dog. It's... It don't matter if I think it. It matters if they think it. And allegedly... They really want him badly. That's what I. That's why I wanted to make sure I prefaced that. Before He's gonna go it. there and be the third best player on that team too. So what does it matter? Oh, who's uh, who's ahead of him? R.J. Barrett and Julius mm-hmm. Randle. Julius Randle, you can depend on him. You don't think? Come on, bro. Come on, dog. Julius Julius Randle is better than Jalen Brunson. Will he be in two, three years? Probably. Who knows? Who's to say Jalen Brunson's going to be better in two, three years? All I'm saying is, look at Jalen Brunson's numbers. Look at Steve Nash's numbers before we left All right, you Mavericks. know what? We moving look on. Look at Steve we Nash's number before he left. The, that's all I'm saying. I'm we just putting on. it out there on the table. We just clopping it down. On. Yo, you're wild. I didn't grade it. What did you grade this trade? Bobby? I graded it an F. I'm not giving it an F. I'm going to go I'm gonna go B- minus on this, too. Um, I actually... <laughs> Quickly is kind of iffy, but I think that's a money thing. Uh, no, it's not. You don't need quickly. If you took quickly out, I w- it would be a lot sexier. It probably would have got an A for me if you took quickly out. You don't like but quickly? I'm saying the Knicks if, would hold on to him if they could. Oh, okay. Um, they pro- I, I, I believe, and I'm going to kind of tip my hand. We're not, we're not going to do our own trades, but I did a similar trade that had us getting our first round pick back in a Jalen and Timmy to New York situation. So you're giving this a B minus. Giving it a B minus. All right, I'll add it to the notes. Moving on. Uh, Hold up, did you want to look at the response to that? 
Oh, someone said Jake Paul. Oh, somebody said, did say that. <laughs> throw in our twenty twenty three first pick first back, and it's a perfect trade in my opinion. Why would come on? Bro. What did the other dude say? Do he said due to roster crunch, I probably prefer the first oh. quickly, but I certainly take both. So if you swap out the first for quickly, I probably would have given it a strong B, but that wasn't his trade. So hey, if you're listening, you almost had a B. If you were, if you were committed to swapping out the first for quickly, because I feel like they'd rather keep quickly than our our first round pick, because he's a proven commodity. Moving on, unless you have anything else. To add. No, that's all I got on that one. Okay. Next trade comes from <coughs> at Mavs Panama. I think that might be the one I had to skip because we're not in order anymore. Okay. The name I can pronounce. Thank God. Uh, so, the Dallas Mavericks. No, I'll go with the, the other team first. The San Antonio Spurs receive Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, and a 2022 second round pick. Dallas Mavericks receive Thaddeus Young and Doug McDermott. I'm going to give this trade a B. Really? Yes. What are the Spurs gaining? Uh, the Spurs aren't gaining too much, but I feel like Tim Hardaway Jr. could help them out in some way. He's not going to hurt them. I mean, they already suck. So uh, they they're, they're, they're got, they got to be close to the play-in. They suck. Right. I think they're lower than the Blazers. I haven't looked at it in a second. I'll check it right now, actually. Okay. Um, while you're doing that, I'll go ahead and give my grade. I'm, I'm giving it a. I already I checked it. it. I have to give it a D minus. They're sixteen to twenty-seven. Where Where are they at in standings? Twelve. How far are they from? Two the games behind the Blazers. A game yeah. and a half. All right, yeah, I'm still giving it D minus. I don't know what the uh, benefit is for the Spurs, and honestly, what's the how how did Thaddeus Young and Doug McDermott fit into our roster? Well, firstly, I'll say the Mavs are getting off a guy Thaddeus Young. I mean, not the Mavs. The Spurs are getting off a guy Thaddeus Young who does not play. He's in the last year of his contract. Yeah, he also does not, which means we'll be coming off of Tim and Trey Burke's contract. Yeah, we'll be gaining Doug McDermott's $13 million for three more years, but Doug McDermott... How does he fit into what we're trying to do? Another shooter. We don't, if, that's not us anymore. That's Rick Carlisle's system. That's we not, can still... Hey, hold up. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. Just because this is a different system don't mean you can't use shooters. I ain't saying you can't use them. I'm just saying... All those what, clank from shots. What can, from what I can tell, or how uh, kid wants to build the team, he don't want just three. He wants three and D. Doug McDermott isn't a complete minus on defense. I know, and I was one of the first ones to point that out. Also, but, I would like to add that if you remember correctly, when we did our GM thing, I did try to get Doug McDermott. I want to say I had him on my list as well. You did. I don't think you got to him, but I, I think, think he was I one of your backup players. On my list, yeah. Yeah. Um, but now we know more about Jason Kidd. I I I have to give this a D minus. Yeah, I think Doug McDermott can help the team. I think Jason Kidd can find a way to use him. I understand I Jason Kidd doesn't isn't this isn't the Rick Carlisle offense. But to say we can't use a shooter like Doug McDermott, I'm not saying we can't use him completely. But if we're paying him 13 mil, 
and he's going to be a, a spot. Like, he's not going to get – I can't see him getting 25 minutes regularly. I mean, no, but even like – so, I mean, I don't think he's getting – is he getting 13 mil a, a mil a year? I don't yes. think so. He that's, is? That's what you just said. Is it, it's 13 mil, 13.7? Yep. Yeah, but even still, uh, I think he can – I would – I wouldn't mind him making thirteen. On two K, it's beautiful. In real I think life, in real life, it's beautiful. I have to give it a D minus. After all the shots that I've seen us clank, a guy who can shoot the ball goddamn efficiently, can play some small ball power forward, isn't a complete liability on defense. A guy like Thaddeus Young, who can rim run, can play, can defend the five, the four, and the three. More better than Marquis Chris. He would be the best center Maxie on the Kleber. team. Yes. I just don't think it's enough. It's just more bodies that convolute the situation, in my opinion. And you replace Tim Hardaway, Tim Clanks away junior, uh, Tim Bombs away junior with McDermott, which is an upgrade, but still creates the same issues that I was having with uh, not getting. Well, I'll say this. It's definitely a better trade for Dallas than it is for San Antonio. My first problem is that I don't see what San Antonio gets from it. The second problem is that... Well, they also get a draft pick. We know they love to... A second? We've seen what San Antonio does with second round In the 50s? No. Can't do it. it. Not sexy enough for me. You got got to shake some ass with these trades. Whoa, what? It's not sexy. (laughs) We not about to act like you ain't just say that. So, did you rate it? What was your grade, B? A B. Put Put it on the short list. We might do a poll or something. How about that? Well, that's going to be difficult because you can only put four things in a poll at once. So far, we only got three, I think, on the list. I'm pretty sure some more is going to be added to it. We'll only put the top four. Okay. Top four graded. That's cool. And we'll do it by average, actually. Oh, did you put your grades on the ones that I gave B minus? I did not. It's fine. We'll leave it alone for now. Okay about it if it becomes a problem all right next one comes from our homie glenn at glenn jr 1988 come on bro you gotta change that at out here telling your age like that uh he said okay let me not read that because that would probably spoil the trade oh this oh yes oh oh wait no oh no okay this is difficult um the Mavericks will receive Gary Harris Jr. The Magic will receive Tim Hardaway Jr. I almost, like off of impulse, I almost gave this trade an A. But it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense for the Magic because of Tim Hardaway's, because of how long Tim Hardaway's contract is. It's a fresh contract, four years. He's getting paid 16, 17 million. Uh, Gary Harris's contract is expiring. Um, I don't. I think they would like to get something more of quality back than a guy who's almost thirty and has four years left on his deal, who doesn't really help them. I almost gave this an A, but I do like us receiving Gary Harris, getting off of Tim Hardaway. I don't want to drop this down too far. I'm gonna give it a B. Yeah, same thing. I like the idea. I don't think you went far enough with it. Should have given them some sweeteners to take on Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract. 
Uh, so I have to give it a C. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, if we added like a first round pick in there, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade a first round pick for for Gary Harris. So, so maybe some seconds. Yeah, but, that's uh, where it gets it gets tricky because uh, again, you're not going to do that straight up. Like you do it straight up if Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing well, right. which he's not. He's absolutely not, and he doesn't really fit their timeline. So, what what is their incentive for doing this trade? Also, they have enough guards. That's why they're trying to get rid of the guards. So I see them trading Gary Harris for a pick probably. So yeah. if we were able to do that, like use the exception that we have um, mixed with a pick and probably another player for cap filler, then that that will be a good Gary Harris trade. But yeah, uh, his caption said Mavs will have the rest of the season and playoffs to determine <laughs> if they want to re-sign Harris. Nice way to dump THJ's money. It is, but like we said, doesn't make sense. It's, for the it's nice on 2K. It's not nice in real life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone replied and said, we need to do this. Harris could be an MLE guy. If we need it, then we re-signed DFS and Brunson. I did the same thing on the machine and came here. Then saw you beat me to it. Again, we need to do this. Yes. The magic do not. That's right. why I, I should have put it in the original tweet that I want y'all to go into these trades thinking about it from both sides of the coin and not just the match. Shouldn't have to say that. I was about to say, shouldn't have to say that. But that's that's how trade machine works. Why I laugh when I see another timeline. This looks like a really big trade. All right. Hold up. Let me go back. Who's it? I didn't say the name yet. All right. At K underscore Dev 22. Okay. That's the next one I got. Oh, my goodness, brother. Come on. All right. The Dallas Mavericks receive Joe Ingles. Aaron Holiday, 2025 second round pick from the Jazz, and a 2022 second round pick from the Jazz via Memphis. The Jazz received Contavious Caldwell Pope. The Wizards received Tim Hardaway Jr. Let me get this straight. <clears throat> the Mavs give up just Tim Hardaway Jr. and come away with Aaron Holiday, Joe Ingles, both expiring. And two second round picks. The Jazz give up Joe Ingles and two second round picks for Contavious Caldwell Pope. The Wizards give up Aaron Holiday and Contavious Caldwell Pope for Tim Hardaway Jr. That's the only part of the halfway makes a little bit of sense potentially. What makes sense? If pretend pretend that the Wizards decided that they needed a strong scoring six man off the bench or somebody that could, could score beside another score basically since it doesn't seem like Dinwiddie's been doing a lot of that this year um I would say I don't think Dinwiddie has been asked to score a lot I would say that he has shown he can score when Bradley Bill is not available when Bradley Bill has been out with COVID or injuries Spencer Dinwiddie has uh up to scoring uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope as well he's been playing well for them I don't know why they would move on from him to get Tim Hardaway Jr but the biggest the, the biggest problem I have with this is the Joe Ingles thing uh, Joe Ingles can do a lot for Utah play defense play make shoot score to give that up for Contavious Caldwell Pope first of all the Jazz have a nice nucleus over there Plus two picks. Don't forget the two picks. Plus two picks. The Jazz have a nice nucleus over there. They have chemistry. Those guys have been together for a while. 
they're not going to give it up for a guy like Contavious Caldwell Pope who doesn't move the needle. Yeah, they don't need a guy like Contavious Caldwell Pope. If anything, they need a three, a four Grant. type. Yeah. Jeremy need, Grant would be perfect for them. They need a big wing. They don't need a guard. I agree, 100%. So, uh, I like the thinking, sort of, <clears throat> but I don't like the pieces here. Um, with that said, I'm going to give it a D. Yeah, I'm going to have notes? to give it a D as well. Oh, somebody clapped at it, and then there's a second comment. Trade no. Ayaka? Uh, I don't know what that means. I moved on. I mean, it killed me to do it, but I did it. Uh, whatever. None of this makes sense to me. Yeah, moving on. Um, next trade comes from at Mike Redacted. Alright, I had to skip one for to get there. Alright. Okay. So the uh the Dallas Mavericks received Dennis Schroeder, a twenty twenty four first round pick <clears throat> from the Wait, Celtics. wait, 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 wait. Does he have more than one? No, I just see one. He does have more than one because I was looking at a completely different trade. Alright. Okay. <clears throat> the Dallas Mavericks received Dennis Schroeder, a twenty twenty four first round pick unprotected from the Celtics. 2022 first round pick unprotected from the Celtics. Celtics received Sterling. Damn it. Celtics received Sterling Brown and Jalen Brunson. Um, uh, I'm going to get us a D, brother. Why does he get a, some credit? What part of it do you, do you like? Or make sense. To be honest, the two first round picks is what throws me off. So if it was Schroeder for Brunson and Brown. To be honest, I wouldn't like that either. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Actually, I don't like this trade at all. <laughs> I, I don't like this trade at all. With with trading Brunson, who we could lose this offseason for Dennis Schroeder, a guy we could lose this offseason. Yeah, and that, sure we get got me. we get two first round picks, but realistically they're not giving that up for Jalen Brunson, yeah. a guy who can leave them in the offseason. Right. Uh, two first-round picks for uh, Jalen Brunson, Reynolds, and Sterling Brown. Nah. Yeah. That's an F. That's an F. I was, yeah, I wasn't going to do it, but that's an F. I'm sorry. I got to do it. That's, that's an F for me. Moving on? Yeah. All right. Next trade comes from at Dan the Redbeard. All right. Let me go back up. There we go. Oh, great. Another three-team trade. Jesus Christ, I got to <laughs> squint for this shit. Um, zoom in. The Hawks would receive Tim Hardaway Jr. and Karis LeVert. Okay. I already don't like this. The Pacers <laughs> would receive Dwight Powell, Timothy... Luwalu Cabral. Luwalu Cabral. Yeah, I just couldn't pronounce the middle one. Luwalu Cabral. John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, and a 2025 first-round pick top 10 protected from the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks will receive T. The Mavericks will receive TJ Warren and Demontis Sabonis. <laughs> so let me get this straight. So let me get this straight. The Hawks, who are giving up John Collins and DeAndre Hunter. 
get Tim Hardaway Jr. and Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert is cool, but Tim Hardaway Jr. does nothing for them. They didn't give up any guards, which means you just added to the guards they already have in Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kevin Herter. You just added to that. The only guard, they didn't give up a guard actually besides uh, Cabrude, and he's a small forward. They've been playing him at power forward sometimes. So all they gave up John Collins and DeAndre Hunter to overfill that backcourt. That's an issue. There are and two he, all-star slash borderline all-stars in this trade, and they did not go to the teams that they should have gone to. DeMontis Sabonis and TJ Warren to the Mavericks. And all we give up is Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell, and a 2025 first-round pick that's top 10 protected. Now, if you had Sabonis going to the Hawks, that might have made a little bit more sense. I just, I, I, I don't. But uh, basically, this, the Mavs are straight as an F, by the way. Mavs are sneaking in and stealing two potential starters. For some trash, the trades are F. This is a F plus. No, excuse F me, F minus. minus. <laughs> it's an F minus. It's a Z. This trade is a Z. I'm sorry. This trade that. is an E for egregious. Let's move on. <laughs> I love you, Dan, but um, come on, man. Got to do better. It's disrespectful. All right. Next trade <laughs> comes from at Mike Redacted. I believe this is the one you yeah. were reading earlier. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks receive Buddy Hield and Marvin Bagley the third. Mm. The Sacramento Kings receive Tim Hardaway Jr. Dwight Powell, Frank Nilakina, and a 2025 first round pick top 10 protected. Ah, you had me in the first half. I'm so not going to lie. You had, you, had me the, you had me in the first half. I'm not going to lie. When we when I saw we was getting Buddy and Marvin, I said, okay, okay. But then I saw, and this is the problem with these Mavs trades. You can't have us getting too much simply because we don't have anything to give up of value. So if it would have been a Marvin Bagley or Buddy Hill type of move, right, probably would have been better. You probably wouldn't have been able to put together a better trade. But this makes no sense for the Sacramento Kings, brother. Marvin Bagley is actually playing very well for them right now. Sure, they may still want to move off from Buddy Hill, but what are they getting rid of in Buddy Hill that they received back in Tim Hardaway Jr.? Absolutely nothing. Why do they need the White Powell? Why move on from Marvin Bagley and get the White Powell? Who's going to be behind guys like Rashawn Holmes, even maybe Alex Lynn, Chemezi Metu? About to say Chemezi Metu, who just drained the three. <laughs> Frank um, Nilakena. Why would they get Frank Nilakena when they have the Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton? just doesn't make sense gonna have to get us an f bro yeah another and and this is what i think i have to do is once it doesn't make sense for the other team at all it's just an f straight up yeah it i mean like if i see what they were trying to do uh they're trying to get rid of our extras they try, they did try to throw the first round i'm gonna give it a d minus they did throw the first round in there to kind of make it a little sexier. I'm going to give it a D minus. D minus. Okay. Still an F for me, though. Uh, 
I want to try to get these through these as quick as possible because it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> next trade comes from the homie El Gordo. That dude underscore X. Come on, brother. Please come with something. Like, please come with something. Okay. A four-team trade. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. That's not a good sign, but you might have, you might have came with some heat. Uh, the Mavericks receive Eric Gordon and Buddy Heald. The Rockets receive Dwight Powell. The Kings receive Tim Hardaway Jr. And the Thunder receive DJ Augustine and Trey Burke. Okay, wait. I'm confused. There's got to... All of this... Okay. All of the trade didn't fit into this because I don't see what the Thunder are giving up. You're muted, Bibbs. Yeah, I was saying, how did the Thunder get in here initially? But the second part is, if you look at the salary cap impact, they didn't trade any players. They're just adding two players. Isn't that illegal? Not if they have cap space. Okay. And Um, so if he was able to get this through, then maybe we assume they have that cap space to just absorb players. Why they would absorb those players? Yeah, actually question. right. Yeah, actually right. They did. They didn't trade anything. Um, I don't see them absorbing DJ Augustine and Trey Burke. Uh, I understand people think the Thunder just absorb players, but they also absorb players they believe they can get some value for in return if they decide to trade them. And, and you could throw some picks in there and at least pretend <clears throat> to make it sexy. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're not getting. They're, they're not getting anything. Um, again, the Kings thing with Tim Hardaway Jr. It's a linear move. Um, Buddy Hill for Tim Hardaway think is a linear move. At best, it's a step back. At, yeah, yeah. Um, the Rockets with Dwight Powell. Sure. Eric Gordon and DJ Augustine. Sure, I guess. But, yeah, the optics of that, they give up DJ Augustine and Eric Gordon and get back to Dwight Powell. They don't necessarily need a big with Christian Wood and Alperon Singleton. So, um. Ah, this is a tough one to greet because of so many teams. I can't get jiggy with this shit. F. Uh, F. It don't make sense for none of the other teams. Yeah, it really doesn't. I'm going to have to give it an F, brother. Not even the Thunder, somehow. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it an F, brother. Especially because both of those guys have two-year contracts, not like they're expiring. Over, under on us, given... uh, uh, What's the chances of us giving one of these trades an A before this podcast is over? You're muted again. I haven't seen them all, but I'm holding out hope that somebody did me right here. It's tough, man. It's tough. Uh, Let's go to this next trade. What's next? At Mavstan41 came with a deal. Dallas Mavericks received Kelly Olenek and Jeremy Grant. The Pistons received Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleba, 2022 second round pick. Gonna have to get us an F, man. <laughs> it's an F. Why do they want those players? I don't even want to explain this. Let's move F. on. It's an F. Keep man. moving. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> I, I really. Oh my God. Somebody replied, not Maxi. What? <laughs> man, who is this? I'm blocking them off the screen. <laughs> not Maxi? Oh nah, my I ain't gonna block them. I ain't gonna block them. But come on, well, son. Hey, man, for this next trade, I'm going to tell you right now, brother. I'm not reading Ho, 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 ho. There's another comment. 
we can't trade Maxi and THJ for Grant. Too lateral. Too lat. It doesn't make sense for the Pistons. It makes perfect. Your comment gets an F. Damn, we created comments. <laughs> Next tweet. Oh, I'm not man. I just clicked off the whole tweet. That I'm not out. reading this handle, brother. It says Luca Doncic Stan account. Hold up, let me find it. His handle is M O three three seven seven two seven one one. Did you just create this account? What? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh yeah. Mo thirty yeah, Mo with some numbers. Mo bunch of numbers. All right. What you got? No, don't even read the trade. No, Go ahead, read the trade. <laughs> read the trade. The Dallas Mavericks receive Gary Harris and Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> and the Magic receive Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell, a 2022 second round pick and a 2025 second round pick. F. F minus. Keep it moving. F for fuck up out of here. Moving on. Oh, I got to hit show more replies. Okay. Benny, who I saw a comment under a trade, has a trade of his own. Uh, Okay, there's two different deals. Yes, two separate trades. Yeah, we can't make them both. So, we're going to grade them separately. The first one. Tim Hardaway Jr. goes to the Orlando Magic. I'm seeing a pattern of the same teams here. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. goes to the Orlando Magic for Robin Lopez and Gary Harris. F. Sorry, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. F minus. Yes, nothing. Nothing. The the Magic gained absolutely nothing. <laughs> we are. If we already explained it, we're not going to explain it again. So, moving on. And I feel like we're sounding like assholes right now, but it's not that we're sounding like. No, I, we told y'all from the top. We, we these told y'all from the top. We, these trades are bad. Can't sugarcoat um, it. Maybe we will make y'all better traders at the end of the day. The Mavericks receive Kelly Olenek and Josh Jackson. The Pistons receive Tim Hardaway Jr. This trade is better than the other one. So I got to actually think for a second. I was about to say, this is a better trade than the other one. I'm going to read his explanation. Bad teams that can't attract free agents in order to open up money to resign Brunson and maybe DFS. Pistons could actually use the shooting. Olenek could be good for us. We've liked him before. That is true. Did like him in the offseason. Uh, can move off Powell after with an asset if we need it for DFS. Okay, we're not reading Orlando Magic Park. We already called that F. Um, we're not freeing up that much money considering the fact that Kelly Olenek is on a three-year deal. Um, it looks like we free up $4 million, but that really does nothing in helping us sign DFS and Jalen Brunson. Well, after Jackson expires, free up another five. Okay, that's true. So nine million. But you also have to remember Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract is descending. So really, you probably only free up uh, eight instead of nine. That's marginal. Um, Kelly Olenek makes sense as a... Back up to KP if you want to run the same type style of offense, same plays when KP's out. Yeah. I think they like Josh Jackson in Detroit. Uh, he's done some good things for them there. I like the idea with Tim Hardaway Jr. going there to get them scoring because they lack that. Um, 
And he's a great tank commander, legendary tank commander. Uh, he can make you think you're going to win games all the time. I'm giving it a C plus. I was about to say, I'll give it a C. I'll Just below C. the threshold, C plus. Not bad. It's one of the better. See, we can be fair. Though. We gave you a, yeah. a hard F, and then we gave you a C. Yeah. yeah. If we average it out, you probably get a D. Moving on. Uh, at Anthony D Smith. Well, Anthony underscore D Smith. Bruh, just read the read the players. I already I, got my grade. I, I already got my grade too. Um, actually, yo, I don't even want to read the straight. Do we have to? Just say the players. Just say the players. Just say who we're getting and who we're giving you know, up. You know what? I'm going to just read who we're getting, and I'm going to let you know who we're not giving up. We're receiving Goran Dragic from Toronto, Jalen Brown from the Celtics, and Jason Tatum from the Celtics. And we're not giving up Luka Doncic. Uh, F trade. Gigantic F. Almost blocked you. Worst trade I've ever seen in my life. Terrible. Disrespect to everybody involved. Oh my goodness, is that it? That's I think that's it. And I forgot that's... we're not done. That's the last trade. That's the last trade. And guess what? Four trades got to be perfect for the poll. <laughs> perfect for the poll. Um, Beautiful. I want to. I, I want to say thank you for submitting these trades, and I also want to say if we ever ask y'all to do this again, y'all better come with some better shit because this was ridiculous. I don't know if y'all was trolling or if y'all was serious. I hope it's the former and not the latter. Um, especially with that Celtics trade, boy, you had to be trolling with that. There had to be some trolls in there. Yeah, it, it had to be. Um, I, come for real with it. I, I know this is hard because we don't have assets, but come on, man. <clears throat> I think it's only right. I mentioned it earlier. I think it's only right we come with our own next week. We should. So y'all can talk shit about us. We should. It's only right. So is that you know what we'll discuss that another yeah. time. Yeah. But uh yeah, after after going through these awful trades, um we need to take an ad break and we'll be back with the weekly forecast and the unsung hero. So I know you uh you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh I'm gonna take over the reins again. Uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do 
is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. All right, y'all. Welcome back. You know how the closing segment goes. It's kind of our calling card now. I'm going to hit you with the unsung hero of the week, and my brother Bibbs is going to hit you with the forecast. The forecast in Baltimore right now is snow. No one asked for that, but I told you anyway. So It's bad that I went to the snowman off the top of my head. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's like, what? That boy moving bricks. Um, I that's what you were saying. You I mean, I mean, cool. I mean, Bibbs been wearing a lot of do rags lately. I'm just saying. No comment. No comment. Right. Um, <laughs> so, get right into it. The Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week goes to dramatic pause. Sean Sweeney. giving it to Sean Sweeney because I just want to show <laughs> why does Bibbs always do this <laughs> okay I'm going to be honest I couldn't find a player to give it to but I did want to show Sean Sweeney some love for holding down the fort while uh, Jason Kidd was gone um, he was a part of that awful loss to the New York Knicks but he was a part of some great losses like I meant great wins <laughs> like the, but it's a great loss great wins <laughs> great wins like the one against the Memphis Grizzlies and I believe the one against the Chicago Bulls as well yeah, um, pretty sure. he held down the fort um, while Jason Kidd was gone so now that Jason Kidd is back I just want to show him some love appreciation and I couldn't find a player to give it to that that I really yeah. That I felt deserved it. Yeah, so. nobody played well in that Bulls game. I mean, not Bulls, Knicks game. Um, no one really stood out consistently throughout the week for me because I wanted to give it to Marquise Chris, but I was like, uh, there was one game where he didn't even play. Like, he barely even played. Josh Green, there was a game he barely even played. So it was like, didn't feel right giving it to somebody. And if I was going to give it to Josh Green on back to back weeks. So <laughs> I, I, I'd never push back on your unsung hero. But the two players you just named, who's what? Who is the reason they didn't play? Sweeney. So that's why I'm mad at Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> that's touche. And I felt like he coached that Knicks game terribly. But nobody played well anyway, so I can't really say anything about that. Like that was a throwaway game. Pretend it didn't happen. So I respect it. I respect it. Sweeney did. He did his job. Um, he coached us to some victories against some tough teams. So good for him. He ain't gonna be able to, he ain't gonna be at the end of the year on the list unless kid go out with protocols again, but you know. Well, shout out to Sean Sweeney for Unsung Hero of the Week. Now I'm gonna kick it to Bibbs for the infamous weekly forecast. Bibbs. 
<laughs> Thank you, Reese. Uh, we've got a, a loaded week here, four games on the docket, and I believe they're all at home in the AAC, <laughs> in the hopefully not in AC because it should be cold. Anyway, uh, first we're welcoming the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they're a pretty rough team to play against for us for whatever reason, who knows, but we're at full strength. And we're going to be testing out our uh, new big three, Luca Brunson, KP. You feel me? <laughs> I can go on and on, rhyme to the crack of dawn. And uh, anyway, we should be able to take care of the Thunder. That shouldn't be a, a problem at all, especially now that we're at full strength, <laughs> no injuries. Moving forward in the week, we got the Toronto Raptors, Fred Van Buckets has been killing everybody across the league on his way to an all-star bid. Uh, Pascal Siakam missed the beginning of the year, but he's joined that team. And he's actually been playing pretty well, though nobody seems to want to acknowledge it. Gary Trent Jr., another guy from that draft, the guy I wanted us to take over, Jalen Brunson. He's been playing pretty well himself. Uh, and that, that Raptors team is dangerous. So it's going to be interesting to see how we perform against them. They don't have much. You know what? I'm going to leave that alone. It's going to be a scary team. We're going to see how that game goes. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Moving forward, it's a back-to-back. We're welcoming the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> and you know how they always treat our buns, Pause, And uh, they'll be uh, coming in full strength as well. They're trying to get back to the top of the West. They're, they're right there at the one seed. Draymond Green is going to be out for a while for the Warriors. The, the Jazz are just getting Gobert back. The Suns' time to strike is now. If they're going to take over that one spot, uh, it should be an interesting game. They've had our number. If we can get a W, we're going to make a statement against those Phoenix Suns. And then finally, we got two days off before we face our familiar foe, John Morant and his merry band of men. The Memphis Grizzlies are coming into town. There's bad blood, folks. There might be bloodshed. <laughs> if this team is going to continue to do what they've been doing for the past couple of weeks, uh, there should be an altercation or two on the court. Everybody's going to welcome it. Luca will have the chance to say, don't build around him, build around me. I'm the one with the flows, the step back throws, the guy who gets in the lane and dipsy doos. You feel me? Luca Doncic versus John Morant, part trace, part quattro. I think it's part trace. I don't, uh, anyway. Let's go get the dub against the Grizzlies. It's going to be a bloated week. Reese, how are you feeling about this one? I feel like I'm not about to let you slide with that T-Pain-ass bar uh, <laughs> changing the enunciation of May of me to May, so what a rhyme would say. Come on, bro. We're not doing that. But other than that, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about this week. Um, surprisingly enough, surprise, we know, surprisingly enough, uh not anymore anyway uh surprisingly enough uh, you left the industry surprisingly enough <laughs> surprisingly enough um thursday the phoenix game okay i'm not as worried about that as i probably should be considering how well we played against them when we were down okay uh some members so i feel like yeah we were without luca right? yeah i'm not expecting us to win that game but if we did i wouldn't be shocked okay I will be shocked if we get blown out. What are your predictions for that record? For the week? For the week. There's I think there's three tough games that we could easily lose. Two and two. Two and two, that's the safe bet, I think. I think two and two is I I, I was if we went two and two, I wouldn't be upset. One and three is unacceptable. Unacceptable? Ooh. 
yeah, I would say unacceptable as well. If we went yeah. one and three, that's a slide. That's that's I'm concerned. Like that happens. The OKC game should be a lock, but the way, well, actually no, that will be the old Mavs where we will lose the OKC. These right. Mavs, I expect us to beat OKC. The Toronto and Phoenix games, I'm not sure how they're gonna go. The Memphis game, I feel like we should win, but after the way we beat their ass last time, this Grizzly team is going to want to smoke. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like emotionally we should be amped up enough to where we should be. We're, I think we're the better team than the Grizzlies. So emotionally, I feel like we can't we we shouldn't lose that game either. So I'm putting those two as dubs, and then I'm gonna say potentially split the other two three and one. 4-0 would not surprise me. Wow. Okay. I that feel, wouldn't I, surprise you. I feel good about this team right now. Okay. That's good to hear. And I, I feel f- good about Jason Kidd's adjusting his rotations, not letting things get out of hand. That's... I almost went optimist. I don't know if you saw me lean off camera. I um I almost said that's some optimism right there, but I... You would have beat me. Nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> not no, two weeks no. in a row, brother. I couldn't handle it. No, I, I ain't gonna go that far. What I'll say is, if there's that vibration sound again, I think that's something outside. Why can I, I can feel it through the headset? Okay, no, then that's then I don't know what it is. All right, I'm gonna let it go. Um, maybe I'm losing my mind. Oh but... wait, that was my phone. It was. I just got a text message. The whole time. That's what. All right, made me think I was crazy. <laughs> Made me think I was crazy oh, the whole time. Um, what was I gonna say? Dang. Oh, I would like to see one of those games come down to the wire. Because my one concern with Jason Kidd right now is his late game management in those situations. So, I'm I trust everything else at this point. I want to see the late game management because historically, so far this season, he's overcoached those those situations. I'd like to see him handle those situations right now. Um, and see what happens. Uh, like we we need to get as many of those situations in our under our belt as possible because we're definitely going to see them in the playoffs. So the more we can get the kinks out now, the better. So, just so we have this on record, I'm going two and two for this week. You're going what? Three and one. Three and one. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Optimus Bibbs is taking over. It's a sad day. Did you see him on Saturday Night Live the other day? No, the fuck I did not. I got to send you the clip. The video is hilarious. It's hilarious. My dude was getting it. He was putting in work. <sighs> With that being said, we'll see y'all next week. Whether we're going to be 2-2 two and two or 3-1, and one, I guess we'll find out. Uh, hopefully, if we're 3-1, and one, Optimus Bibbs does not make another appearance. That if might we go 4-0, he might make an appearance. Yo, come on, bro. Relax. Please don't go 4-0. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> got me rooting against the team Uh, anyway uh we will see y'all next week thanks again for the trades but please do better next time peace peace outsiders assemble